just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope your weekend went well. We're starting off another week. And in this week and the following week, we're going to see a lot of stuff happening. It's going to be busy. I mean, last week with the Thanksgiving holiday, not a lot happened. And that's always the case. I remember being in business, buying and selling things. And I always got frustrated with Thanksgiving week or Christmas week or any holiday week because it seems like people didn't work the entire week. Now, Thanksgiving is only on Thursday. A lot of times they take Friday off. But because it's a short week, then everybody takes everything off. Nothing gets done. And that's pretty much what we saw in Congress. But now they have some time limitations. The end of the year, certain dates in December that things need to get done. Not to mention the fact that Christmas is coming up. So we're going to have a couple of weeks where Congress is going to be off doing nothing again. It's a good gig if you can get it. You get paid all this money, you have all this power, but you keep getting week-long, two-week-long breaks, summer breaks. Jesus, it's like being school, but it's better. Can you imagine being in grade school and getting paid $175,000 a year to do it and take summer breaks and take holiday breaks and that sort of thing? You would think as important as Congress is that they might put in a little more time, a little extra time, but that's not the case. So now we've got this first week in December. It actually doesn't start till what, Wednesday? But uh, when this first week starts, there's going to be a lot that needs to get done between now and the 15th. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, I want to talk about something I did on TikTok. I think most people understood what I was trying to say. But of course, there are people that say, oh, you're wrong because of this, because of that, because of this. Now, let me explain something to you. When I say something, I'm not expecting you to believe me or trust me. I'm just offering some information so that you can do some investigations of your own, so you can make your own decision. I don't want you to take my advice. I don't want you to take on my decision. I want you to make your own decisions. I'm just giving the information I have, selling the point as best I can with what I have in terms of information, and just let it lie. I'm really not trying to sway people's minds. I'm really looking for people who have like minds, people who think like me. Because the goal here is to bring more people of a like mind together so we can have some power, maybe some control, maybe do some good in this country. But inevitably, no matter what I say, there are some people who didn't listen, don't understand, or just like to bitch. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, Being contradicted is nothing new for me. I've been married for 38 years. I have two sons. Getting contradicted is kind of like a fucking hobby for me. It happens all the time. And you better learn how to deal with it or you're going to have all kinds of problems. So I'm well versed in uh, saying I'm wrong or not right or I said that wrong. But I want to explain what I was talking about this so I can make it clear. I don't have as much time on TikTok to explain things, so maybe this will be a clarifier for a lot of people. Now, I was talking about all these brazen, 
blatant crimes we've been seeing as of late. We've been seeing uh, smash and grab retail robberies, people, groups of people walking into retail outlets, just taking over, smashing and grabbing and walking the hell out. We've also seen a lot of carjackings. For a long time, we never saw that, but now we see it all the time. And you have to wonder, why, in fact, are all these brazen crimes happening now? What's different? What's causing it? And as I said in the TikTok, I have a theory. Important thing to remember, this is just my theory. You don't have to accept my theory. I'm just asking you to listen to it and consider it. Well, here's my theory. My theory is that this kind of started the origin of these kinds of crimes and this attitude in the criminal element started when Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd. Now, I know there are most people of color in this country knew of the racism and the brutality in police departments all over this country. This is nothing new for them. This didn't surprise them at all. This was happening for decades. But this particular crime was videotaped, and it was shown all over the country, all over the world for that matter. Now, everybody got to see it, white people included. And everybody was appalled. Everybody was upset. Everybody was outraged because of it. Now, whenever you have something like that, people feel compelled to react. And a lot of people were screaming, defund the police, defund the police. Now, when I heard that, I thought, well, that's fucking ridiculous. That's not going to happen. That's the poorest uh, example of messaging I've ever heard because they can't possibly mean that. It would never work and it would never, ever be implemented. And I think at that point, it did do something to police departments. Because there was so much kickback from that particular crime and other situations that were on videotape where police officers were acting badly, racists, um, just being abusive to black and white people, they got very sensitive to public opinion. Now, when people are screaming, defund the police, as ridiculous as that is, they started to become more reticent about being aggressive or assertive or taking charge. And I think in some cases, some of these people said, okay, you're going to get us on that. Fuck you. We're not going to do anything. We'll see how you like it when the police department doesn't do anything. It's one of those two things or a combination of both. So criminals in this country saw this weakness, saw this gap. And they thought they'd exploit it. You get a group of people in this town where I'm at now in the Twin Cities. They get a group of people. They walk into a Best Buy. They smash and grab and walk the hell out of there. Because they knew they could get away with it. They thought this was a good opportunity. And God damned if they weren't right. It was absolutely a good opportunity. Our police departments are now concerned about public opinion, or they're just mad that public opinion put them in the position they're in. So they're not as strong, they're not as aggressive. And that put us in a bad decision. So in a sense, the people who 
spoke out and got upset about the police department are partially responsible for some of the things that are going on. But the real group that's responsible are the police. Now, granted, not every police officer is bad. But you get one or two bad apples in a department, then the whole fucking department is bad because you've got the people committing the crimes, doing the bad deeds, but you got all these people in the police department not saying a thing. And much like we see in the Republican Party with the Trumplicans and the good Republicans not saying anything, that well, they're just as guilty, and so are these silent police officers. You get a weak police department. And ultimately, we, the public, are not being protected. Our property is not being protected. So we're paying a lot of taxes, but we're not getting the services. And it's putting our cities and towns in chaos. Somebody can take a group of guys, walk into a retail outlet, a big store, and just take anything and walk out? That can't fucking possibly be. But, in fact, it is. So I offered a resolution to this, and this is where people got confused or misread what I was saying. And my resolution to this, and again, this is just my opinion. You don't have to accept it. But when you have a problem, you have to somehow um, rectify it. And defunding the police and having less police power is just not the answer. It's not going to stop criminals from committing crimes. And if they have free reign, well, we see what's happening now with the smash and grabs and carjackings and all that sort of thing. So it's my premise that instead of defunding the police, we need to pour a lot of money into the police department. Now, I think here's where the confusion is. I think they thought I meant throw money into a police department as it exists right now. And that's not the case. I mean, we have to change the culture within police departments. First of all, the unions are the ones that keep these guys safe even when they're bad. And then the administration's not strong enough to act on these things, and this is why we have problems with police departments. I'm not saying giving these clowns a lot of money. I'm saying let's change the whole thing. Let's wipe the slate clean. Create a whole nother culture, a whole nother police force. Except instead of just hiring anybody off the street, hire people that are truly qualified to be law enforcement officials, peace officers, if you will. And I think we need to pay them well for two reasons, to get the best of the best and to keep the fucking union out of it. Because as much as I've been in unions before, and I don't dislike unions, I think with the police departments, that has been our problem. They protected the bad cops, and that's why we have bad police departments. Unions don't work with police departments because they need to be held accountable. They need to be held to a higher standard. And they shouldn't get the safety of a union hiding out within this union and still doing misdeeds. So what I'm suggesting is we come at this with true professionals as police officers. 
Instead of having that 30-year veteran waddling down the street trying to catch an 18-year-old carjacker, let's have people that are physically fit, mentally sound, doing the job. Now, what I'm suggesting is you pay these people well. You train them extensively. Before they even walk on the street, they must go through 6 months, 12 months, 18 months, whatever it takes to be ready to walk on the street, to be qualified to be police officers. We need to train them in the technical aspects of being a cop. We need to train them how they handle their interpersonal skills, how you deal with people, how you de-escalate things. We've got to train them to be physically fit and prepared physically to deal with any situation that could come up. And we need to teach them about the law. Apparently, a lot of these police uh, uh, police officers don't understand what, in fact, the law is. And the last thing, we need to train them emotionally where they don't get caught up in their ego, where they don't get caught up in excitement and just overreacting to certain things. Then we need to test them. We need to make them pass a test before they ever come out of training. They have to pass all these tests in order to make sure that we do have the best of the best. Now, maybe everybody that goes through training doesn't get through. That's okay because we only want the best of the best. We want the physically fit. We want the technically sound. We want the people that know the law. And we want the people that are emotionally stable enough to handle the fucking law. Then what we need to do is give them all the equipment that they could possibly need. How many times have we heard that cops are outgunned or outmanned or whatever? There is no reason in the world for that. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, that's going to cost a lot of money. You're fucking right. It's going to cost a lot of money. But when it comes to the safety of the citizens of these towns and cities and the care of the property of the citizens of the towns and city. What's that worth to you? As far as I'm concerned, it's worth whatever it fucking costs. That should be our first priority. In fact, we know it's our first priority. Our first job of any government is to protect its citizens. So if it takes a lot of money to do it and do it properly, well, then we fucking do it. That's exactly what we do. Now, my point is, is, When I say this, people are saying, oh, you're just making some elite military squad be in our our, our police departments. And that's kind of true. But you're not listening to everything I say. I'm not talking about giving the existing people money. I'm saying we restructure police departments. We hire true professionals. We run them through the rigors of training. And then we test them and verify that they are worthy of being police officers. We make sure they're strong. They're technically able to protect us in any situation. And that they're emotionally stable so they don't go off on some fucking ego trip or lose their shit and do something stupid. Now that's not to say that won't happen anymore. It certainly could. But here's where the key is to this situation. It's about accountability. 
We don't have a union anymore protecting bad cops. We pay them enough where they shouldn't need a union. They are a priority in our cities and towns, and we should pay them appropriately. But if they fuck up because of their ego or because they lose their shit, they're gone. They are fucking gone now. This should be a highly desirable job, and you should have high expectations of them. If they don't live up to those expectations, they're gone. And if their shit is bad enough, the problems or the crimes they commit, then they should be prosecuted. These people should be held to a higher standard. They have a tougher job. They should be paid better. And the fact of the matter is, we don't do that now. We take anybody who wants to be a cop, send them to school for, what, a year, two years max? Put a badge on them and send them on the street. We don't know anything about them. We don't know if they're criminals. We don't know if they're pedophiles. We don't know if they're narcissists or psychopaths or sociopaths or whatever. They take on a very important job in this country. I mean, it's crucial. And we're seeing now what it looks like when our police departments are weak. We can't have them going out there busting heads with anybody just because they want to. But at the same time, we can't have them weak. That's why the whole idea of defunding the police is fucking ridiculous. This is an important job. The problem we have with the people doing the jobs is in their heads, emotionally, how they deal with people, their egos. So we need to somehow do away with that as best we can. That's why we hire the right people. Now, the right people don't want to be cops because they don't get paid enough. They don't know why they would do that because they're risking their lives for no money. So pay them, but insist that they provide excellence and perfection. I know that's a lot to ask, but if we set it up properly, it can work. There will be people that wash out. There's no question. But that's okay. All we need to do is find the core of people that can be police officers, do it the way they're supposed to, and aren't afraid to be held accountable for doing their job. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say we need a military group in their busting hats. That's not the point. The fact of the matter is, any police officer should first and foremost try to de-escalate the situation, avoid violence, and keep the peace. That's why they call them peace officers. The first choice shouldn't be pull your gun and start shooting or start busting heads. That, unfortunately, is very common these days with our police departments because we have nutcases working in police departments. What I'm saying is make the people we hire more professional. Make them more competent. Make them emotionally sound and stable. And pay them well enough for what they do and for the type of people they are. That's the only way you're going to draw these people into these jobs is pay them like they should be paid. So my premise is don't defund the police. Don't get rid of the police because weak law enforcement is not going to do well for us. Criminals are going to see the weakness, and they are going to exploit it. And who's going to pay? You and I. You and I will no longer be safe in this country. 
We need police officers, but we need the right police officers, and we need them to do the job the way they're supposed to do it. De-escalation and violence-free at first. But if it has to get down to that point where there is violence or fighting or gunfire or something like that, we need absolute professionals knowing what to do with their weapons and how to control and end a situation. We don't need criminals that can beat up our cops or beat our cops in whatever game they're playing. We need these people to come down strong and hard on these criminals so that there's some kind of deterrent for other criminals. See, that's the best thing about policing. Once people feel like they're accountable and that there will be consequences for their shit, they're less likely to do it. I mean, here's a good example. Say you got a bunch of guys going out to make a crash or smash and grab at Best Buy. They've already figured out how long the police department is going to take to respond. They've timed that out. If they come, they're probably heavily armed. So they're not so worried about it. But what if they decide to go do a smash and grab and they have to understand that what they're going to come up against is more akin to a special forces group or SEAL Team 6 or something like that? That in itself should be a deterrent. If they know they're going to come head-to-head with a professional machine that can take care of them without question, It's going to cause a deterrent to future criminals doing the same things that we're seeing now. That's the whole thing about it. We need a deterrent. We need a reason for these people to not want to try. And if they do try, we need professionals to handle it in the safest and best way. So that's what I'm talking about. Don't think that rational boomers saying, let's get a bunch of army men in there and let's start killing people. If you thought that, you have not listened to anything I've said. You've not listened to one TikTok or one podcast I've ever done. Or you just want to be argumentative. You know better than that. You know, hopefully I'm a little more thoughtful than that. And hopefully this explanation gets you to understand. Now, those of you that know what I'm talking about, you get a more complete explanation here. The bottom line is we've got problems with our police departments when they're At full strength, they're acting horribly. When they're laying low like they are now, crime sprees are running wild. Neither one of those two is acceptable. We need a fucking answer. Now, the city of Minneapolis had a um, something on the last election about a plan to restructure the police. The unfortunate thing is the mayor wasn't for it. Nobody with any common sense was for it. You know why? Because they didn't have a fucking plan. They said, let's pass this bill so we make plans to do something with it. But nobody had a fucking plan. Who's going to vote on a bill about a plan when there's no plan? And that's how our government runs. At this point, we need some answers. We need some resolution to this problem. And no plan is not a good way to go. So we need to think about that. We need to keep our citizens safe, our property safe, and they need to figure out the best fucking way to do that. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. 
So fairly frequently, I've talked about the prospects of Republicans in 2022 and why I believe that the Republicans don't have a fucking prayer in 2022. Now, of course, the Republicans are out there saying, it's it's in the bag, we're going to get 2022, and we're going to win, and we're going to get power back in the House and in the Senate, then things are going to change. And I disagree with that completely. And I did a TikTok about it. And I've got some people that come to me and say, yeah, 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 I've heard it all. I know what you said. That's common sense. Well, first of all, it's common sense because I fucking told you. And don't tell me you heard it all before because apparently you're not listening because these are the people who say, yeah, 2022, we're done. These are Democrats talking like this. They're going into this with a foregone conclusion that they're going to lose. Now, for me, that pisses me off. I think anybody that goes into anything expecting to lose are fucking idiots. Why even do it if you think you're going to lose? Even if you think it's going to be a tough fight, you should have a positive attitude going into any battle, any fight, any election. But I have reasons to believe that 2022 is not going to be what the Republicans tell us it's going to be. Now, the Republicans have always said, well, historically, it says that when the president is Democrat, the Republicans will win in the midterm. And I'll grant you that in history, many times that is the case. Not all times, but many times that is the case. That is how American voters react. Why, I don't know. It makes no sense. It's like, let's put the Democratic president in there, and then two years later, let's make him weaker. Now, whether we're talking about Republican or Democratic president, same thing. But to determine what's going to happen in 2022 based on history is a little foolish, a little short-sighted as far as I'm concerned. And the reason I say that is because what we're living through now with covid with the new bills that are coming that we haven't seen in 60 or 80 years, the potential crimes by Republicans, the insurrection guided by sitting congressmen in the Republican Party. This is a little different situation than a normal historical time period. There's a lot of things working against the Republicans in this situation. And as these all play out, It's going to be a problem for the Republicans. This isn't a normal historical event. This is things we have never seen before. Now, here's the deal. Over the next two years, we are going to see tons of court cases. Things are going to be exposed by our government about the Republicans. We got the insurrection. We're going to have sitting Congress people that are exposed for helping out in this insurrection. They are going to be expelled from Congress and they will be Republicans. And don't think for a minute that the Republicans aren't nervous because the moderates in the Republican Party voted for Joe Biden. And why did they do that? Because they were scared shitless of Donald Trump and what he might do. Well, now, who's all doing the talking for Republicans now? Who is the faces of the Republican Party? Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Jim Jordan, Kevin McCarthy. 
these moderate Republicans are scared to death because if that's the face of their party, those fucking moderates aren't going to vote for Republicans either. They're still scared to death of what might happen come 2022 and the Republicans get any fucking kind of power. If you don't think that's an issue, you're fooling yourself because it's a huge issue. And if you think the Democrats aren't going to exploit that and capitalize on that between now and 22, you are mistaken. It's going to be all over the place. Every court case, every grand jury, every indictment is going to be played over and over again. Now, the big problem, the big strength in Republican Party right now is Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump has some serious fucking problems. Georgia is looking to open a grand jury on his trying to overturn and coerce, overturn an election and coerce the Secretary of State in Georgia. That is a flat-out fucking crime. And if Georgia has a grand jury and Donald Trump gets indicted, that, that uh, is a problem for Donald Trump. New York, you've got uh, his organization and his CFO indicted. And they're still indicting more people. They're looking closely, and all they've got left is Donald Trump, his family, and a few other people. So Donald Trump's going to be implicated in that. Then you have the insurrection. There's talk that Donald Trump was involved with it from the beginning, and it sure sounds like it, fucking sounds like it. His daughter-in-law, or his son's girlfriend, or wherever the fuck she is, they're just finding out now that Kimberly Guilfoyle was involved in fundraising to help the insurrectionists get to Washington, D.C., and to survive once they got in D.C. Now, if they weren't part of the insurrection in the beginning, why would she be doing that? We're also finding out that a number of Trump administration folks had burner phones. Eric and Laura Trump had burner phones. They think that they're smart or have hidden things by having this burner phone. But the fact of the matter is the FBI and the NSA can get all the information they want. And you can bet they are scared shitless because they will be exposed. So my point is when all of those things start happening, it's going to shine a very dim light on the Republican Party. And what it's going to do more than anything, it's going to take Donald Trump out of the equation. Whatever power he brought to the party is not going to exist anymore because he's out of the equation. He's been indicted. He's in court. He's not going to be president again. And people in the Republican Party will finally get some courage and say, all right, we know that Donald Trump is a piece of shit. We're stepping back. We're trying to get back to normal. Okay? But they could have done that last year, the year before, but they didn't. And this isn't going to wear well on them. Donald Trump will be out of the equation. They're going to try to claim that they had nothing to do with it. They never supported him, but nobody's going to believe that. They're going to try to get this Republican Party to recover and be normal again. But you've only got between now and 2022. That's not enough time to do it. They'll be lucky if they have any kind of competition in 2024 after all that's happened. Now, over and above that, you've got these bills that uh, Joe Biden is passing. 
the bipartisan infrastructure bill. It's going to do big things for this country, things that should have been done 40 years ago. The Build Back Better bill. This is going to impact individuals all over this country, and people are going to be very happy with what they got from the Democrats. Now, most people don't know even know what's in the fucking bill, which is a shame. People should have a little more drive to find out what they're going to be given or what's going to be taken from them for every bill. But people are fucking lazy about that. You have to slap them in the face and say, here's some money. That's from Joe Biden. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. And that's why I keep talking about it, because people don't have the drive to find out anything that's going on in government. They're apathetic. And that's why we're in this problem now. Then you're going to see them pass this voting rights bill. It's going to pass. They're probably going to have to carve out the, the uh, filibuster, much like Mitch McConnell did when uh, trying to vote in some judges. It's going to happen. I don't know if they'll get rid of it completely, but they'll get rid of enough of it to get the voting rights bill passed. We're going to deal with the debt ceiling. That's going to get done. It has to get done if the debt ceiling doesn't get done. And we've got a hard date from our Treasury Secretary, Yellen. She said, if it's not done by December 15th, this country's fucked. The economy takes a shit. The stock market takes a shit. We lose 5 or 15 million jobs, you know, billions of dollars of wealth. You really think the Republicans want to let that happen? Fuck no. Mitch McConnell already blinked on that situation. That's going to get passed. There's going to be a lot of things that pass between now and 2022, and all of it is going to make the Democrats look good, and it's going to make the Republicans look bad. Like I say, none of this has happened in a two-year period after a presidential election before, so to compare this to other historical times is absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's going to get worse and worse and worse for the Republicans, and they have no time to recover because it's one year. Sure, Joe Biden's poll numbers are down. Who gives a fuck? Poll numbers jump up and down all over the place. If you remember George H.W. Bush, when he came into office and attacked Iran the uh, or Iraq um, and beat the hell out of him, he had the highest approval ratings ever. Ever. And then in a couple short years, the economy goes to shit. He has the lowest numbers ever. And Bill Clinton kicks his ass. He's a one-term president. So things change dramatically. Joe's uh, approval rating might be low now when all this stuff happens and uh, we get things working. His approval rating will go way up. The interest in the Democrats will go way up. In my mind, there's no way the Republicans win anything in 2022. I mean, they might win some of the hard red states, but not enough to get a majority. And the Democrats will maintain power in the House and very likely to expand their majority in the Senate, which is all good news because now Joe Biden's got two more years to do more good and try to set this country back on track headed in the right direction for fucking once, trying to clean up the messes that Donald Trump and the Republicans left behind. Make no mistake, what they left behind is a fucking mess. 
Now, George W. Bush left an economic mess for Barack Obama, and Barack Obama fixed it in a big way, in spite of what Republicans will tell you. The stock market nearly tripled from the time Bush left office and Barack Obama left office. Those eight years, the stock market tripled. Now, currently, the stock market under Joe Biden has gained more records and gone higher and done better than four years of Donald Trump, in spite of what they'll tell you. He got 5.8 million jobs for people in a period of 10 months, not four years. Donald Trump is the only president to have lost jobs in his term. So the idea that 2022 is going to come along and Democrats are going to take a bath is fucking ridiculous. The media will tell you that because they want to tell you the worst thing out there. They want to tell you what's going to scare you, cause you to watch their TV shows more, cause turmoil, drama, and trauma. That's where the money is. That's where the attention is. And that's all they care about. So don't get too excited about 2022. Certainly not yet. Watch how things play out. It's going to be very positive for the Democrats. And since the Republicans refuse to do anything, they refuse to do anything. What are they going to run on? Are they going to run on how Joe Biden did so well for the stock market or for jobs or for the bills that he passed that are unprecedented for 40, 50, 60 years? Passing bills on a level with FDR and the New Deal? What, what, what are they going to say? They got nothing to fucking say. And it's right now the wheels are coming off. The party is breaking at the seams. The Republican Party as we once know it no longer exists. Donald Trump destroyed the Republican Party and they are fucking weak. Don't tell me about the uh, governor down in Virginia. Fuck that. Who cares? It doesn't mean shit. It's all about timing. And things are timing out just about right. So don't get excited. Don't get upset about these uh, 2022 midterm elections. Not yet. Now we get to, I don't know, July or August, and it looks bad for Biden, well, then maybe we have problems. But I don't think that's going to be the case. And I'm tired of he- he- hearing people saying, oh, my God, the sky's falling. Fuck that. You don't go into anything assuming you're going to lose. You assume you're going to win, and hopefully the Democrats will do all the things they need to do to fucking win. Because I'll tell you this, if the Republicans take control of the House and the Senate in 2022... Nothing will get done for two years. Shit will fall apart. The rich will get a ton of money and you will get absolutely nothing. And if you vote for a Republican, that's exactly what you're voting for. So if that happens and you vote for a Republican, I see it as your fault because you're not paying attention. You're not believing the truth. You're listening to lies. And you're accepting those lies. And because you accept those lies, as far as I'm concerned, you're just as guilty. You're just as guilty as the Republicans. So anyway, (laughs) I want to talk about Mike Lindell. 
I've noticed these video uh, outtakes I've seen on YouTube and such. They say, Lindell TV. I know he doesn't have a TV station. Where is this shit running? On his webpage? You can't go on YouTube anymore. I don't think you can go on Instagram. So he's got this Lindell TV. He has told us time and time again how Donald Trump will be back in office. And each time he's told us this, it's never happened. He's about the same level as QAnon. QAnon's made predictions and never come true. He said that uh, Donald Trump would be in office before Thanksgiving. He said that all the AGs around the country would sign a uh, lawsuit. It would go to the Supreme Court and they would vote in favor nine to nothing. Well, he has a lawsuit written out, and if you read it, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous and unprofessional. And the thing is, no AG signed it, and the thing is, is that he never submitted it to the Supreme Court. So even if he wanted to try, he didn't bother because he knew he was going to fucking lose. So now he's still on TV ranting and raving. People are calling up and say, yeah, you think the military's going to take over? Are you fucking high? People are really saying that. You know who the military works for right now? The person who is in charge of our military, the commander-in-chief, the president of the United States, is Joe Biden. Do you really think the military in this country is going to go against their boss, their commander-in-chief, so they can put Donald Trump back in office? Well, if you believe that, you are a dumb fuck. There is nothing you can tell me to even give me any sense that that's true. I know it's not true. I know it's false. Constitutionally, it's not possible. But people like Mike Lindell and these dumb fucks that follow him keep spewing this shit. You almost have to feel sorry for them because they're so stupid. How could anybody possibly believe that? But that's what happens. As I said before, one of the things we have to do in order to start getting this country back to normal is somehow take Donald Trump out of the equation. There's too many people that follow him that are making noise and are potentially dangerous. There are too many in government that are cowards and will do anything Donald Trump says because they're afraid they're going to get primaried or talk badly about by Donald Trump. And even though they probably disagree with him, they won't say anything because they don't want to hurt their jobs or their futures. The only way things change is that Donald Trump is taken out of the equation. Now, don't think I'm talking about violence or anything like that. I'm not. As I said before, the way you take him out of the equation is you put him in court, you indict him, you convict him. You make him so busy with saving his own life, he can't even think about politics anymore. And if he does think about it, he's scared to spew anything because it might cost him another fucking charge. That's what I mean about taking him out of the equation. Once Republican Congress people see him as no longer a threat, you'll see them walk away from him. They'll try to recover their careers. They won't because people have seen them so attached to Donald Trump, either by siding with him or not speaking out against him. Their fucking careers are essentially done. 
when Donald Trump is out of the equation. So they're hoping against hope somehow he sticks it out and somehow he runs in 2024. And frankly, that is not going to happen. Donald Trump is not going to be in a position to run. And by that time, the Republicans, the last thing they'll want is Donald Trump running. They're going to be trying to separate themselves from Donald Trump as fast as they can. Unfortunately, they'll never rid themselves of the stink of Donald Trump. This will be a historic odor stuck on them. 30 years from now, people will look back at Donald Trump and the people that followed them, followed him, and laugh their asses at him because they were so fucking ignorant. And then they'll hate him because they're so vile and destructive to this country. You just watch. Now, 20 years from now, I'm going to be 81. I'm going to be lucky if I'm talking at all at 81. But you younger folks that will be around in 10, 15, 20 years, you just watch. Donald Trump and the people that follow him will be a wound on history. It will be something that people are ashamed of and will not want to talk about, especially those people that participated. No way, no how are they going to want anything to do with that. They're going to separate themselves as best they can. Unfortunately, most of these fucking clowns will never separate themselves and their careers will be ended, certainly in politics. Kind of like Kyle Rittenhouse trying to go get a job. Yeah, he was found not guilty, but three-fourths of the country hate this motherfucker. Are you going to hire him? No. A lot of these people are going to go try to be under the wire so they can sneak out and uh, not put it on their resume. But that's going to be hard to do. What'd you do for four years? Well, I worked in a carnival. And the fact is they really did because <laughs> the fucking Trump administration was a carnival or a fucking circus, whatever you want to call it. So come 2022, don't listen to all the bullshit where all the people said, it's a sure thing, the Republicans are going to win. Not a sure thing. And in my mind, it's not likely. Because all the factors are in the favor of the Democrats and against the Republicans and against Donald Trump. And when that happens and 2022 comes along and the Republicans don't win like they're predicting, like they predicted Donald Trump would win in 2020. Remember that? Oh, it's going to be the Trump train. He's going to win. They were wrong there, and they're wrong on 2022. And when that happens, that is the official end of the Republican Party. Certainly the end of the Trumplican Party. All right, I'm going to wrap things up here. We will be back tomorrow, talk more about what's going on as we start this new week that's going to be busy. So stick with me here on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.